You didn't ask for it, but here it is, the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. Good evening and welcome into another episode of the Bourbon and Brothers Podcast. I am your host, not Flynn Ashley, so you know you're in for a good episode when the first thing you hear is a welcome in from literally anybody else. Uh, but I am here with my fellow co-host, Kevin Reynolds. You were uh, required to have morals to be on this episode, and Flynn just doesn't. So uh, he, he doesn't have a moral compass, so he couldn't find his way here. I'm happy to be here. Uh, welcome back, everybody. And uh, somehow present, even though someone else is not, Jacob Pretty is here. I am, uh, because unlike Flynn, I am trustworthy. Uh, Flynn, however, is that untrustworthy that we just can't trust him to be here. I'll give you a moral compass. I will not give you trustworthy. Trustworthy implies say. you you are where you're supposed to be at any given time, and that's just not true. <laughs> thank, thank you, Kevin. I was like, you missed like eight episodes. <laughs> we're actually we're recording on a Friday because Pretty couldn't make the normal Tuesday recording time in an untrustworthy fashion. Uh, that is fair. That yep. I I do. Ex- uh, I fully accept the blame as to why Flynn is not here because I believe Tuesday he was not uh, unavailable, and so I, it is totally my fault. That is correct, but uh, it's it's gonna be we've never recorded on a Friday before, I don't think. So I think we did uh, one, and it might have been when you were here at my house, Kevin, and we got kind of ah, drunk, and I had a great that was time. True. We don't <laughs> have to work tomorrow, so this is fun. <laughs> yeah, I, as soon as we logged on, which was like four minutes ago, I'm halfway through my drink. So I am yeah. happy to be here as well, Kevin. What, what is that drink? Well, that drink is bourbon. Um, so yeah, let's talk about some bourbons. Uh, I'm drinking... I gave um, you this really good line know, to transition well, so into I, it. I looked at Flint's whole thing. Well, I looked at whole, Flint's whole thing, and he had the Twitter Instagram stuff up first. And I was like, oh, I should do that first. But then I was like, oh, I can pivot this and not ruin Kevin's segue. And then that <laughs> that that took too long, so I ruined the segue. You're special. <laughs> so, You're so special. This is why I introduced the show when Flint's not here. Uh, I'm drinking <laughs> David Nicholson Reserve, uh, which is out of Lux Row. This is a gift uh, from my girlfriend's mother and uh, for Christmas, and she was looking for Buffalo Trace because I always say to everybody, if they're like, hey, what's your favorite bourbon, which is a ridiculous question for anyone that enjoys bourbon, uh, I just say, like, the standard, the thing that I know that I love that's a reasonable price that I just enjoy is Buffalo Trace. So just, that's fine. She went looking for that. Couldn't find it anywhere, apparently. I don't think she looked too hard. It's not that rare. Uh, then she said she called someplace, they had it, and they were trying to price gouge her. Uh, and she's not about that life, so she went somewhere else. And they recommended David Nicholson Reserve as a promising substitute or as a, a decent go-to in that same price range. Um, it's out of Lux Row. I have not had it. Uh, Kevin, have you? I, I don't think so. I, I know of it, but I don't. I can't remember what if I've had it before. Uh, I don't think this is going to take away my Buffalo Trace... Uh, fanboy status but i do think this is a very solid bourbon it is very reasonably priced uh it's got a high rye content in it uh which normally means it's not my favorite but it does go down pretty smoothly it leaves like the nice kind of warming spice in there and it also could be that it is like 12 degrees outside in uh, louisville right now 
So that could have something to do with the enjoyment factor as well. But I think it's uh, it's quality and enjoyable. And uh, Kevin, what are you sipping on? I think it's interesting that you've got them out there searching for Buffalo Trace. It, it Buffalo Trace is phenomenal. It's um, mm-hmm. it's lower proof, but it's good stuff. It's um, it is hard to find in the sense that everywhere it, it's allocated bourbon now. So everywhere where you find it, they limit one per customer. Um, I fortunately enough um, have been finding it everywhere, and so like I've I saw it today and didn't buy it because I don't need any more Buffalo Trace. Um, of camp, you'll be mad that we didn't have the uh, New Year's Eve party here because because my wife was sick. But um, the bourbon, the well bourbon I was going to be serving was a handle of Buffalo Trace that I picked up Beautiful. last week. Excellent. Um, so I have so much of it. So next time you're here, we can. Yeah. We can. I, I don't indulge. always have it in the house, but it's it, whenever I'm at a restaurant and I'm like, okay, Buffalo Trace is what I will pay for my whiskey with dinner, and I'll look at where that's priced, and then I'll pick a bourbon from there that I think I either haven't had or that could yep. be unique or get a recommendation from there. Yep. Just because I think that's that's the level of price point that I like to spend at restaurants. But Absolutely. also, uh, that's just, it's good bourbon. And I know that if none of them will work out, I'll just fall back to Buffalo Trace and have a good time. Speaking of uh, unique and uh, recommendations, what I'm having tonight is a bourbon called Widow Jane. Um, our friend Joe uh, Hundo has sponsored another episode for us. So he's prepared, um, provided four really unique um, and rare bourbons for us to try on I a see, later episode. I see we are, did he, is that one of them that he gave us? No. Okay, um, I was going to say, I thought we were going to do that together, man. We are going to do that together. Um, so we'll do that together soon. Flynn has both of yours. I've got mine already. But when I picked them up from Joe, he said, I brought you something else that was interesting I think you might like. So this is a, Widow Jane is a straight bourbon whiskey. It's aged 12 years in American Ooh. oak. Um, it, like Kentucky, it's pure limestone, mineral water um, as a, as a, a base. Um, it's from the Widow Jane Mine in uh, Rosendale, New York. Um, it's 100, I'm sorry, it's 99 proof, and it's really, really interesting. Joe told me he liked it. He said it's one of those that... Um, you know, you'd, you'd pass by it a whole bunch of times because it's not made in Kentucky, so you'd never purchase it. But he found a bottle of it um, and wanted me to try it, and I think it's fantastic. It's incredibly smooth. Um, you get those oak notes, so it's super caramely, um, you know, less than 100 proof, but almost right there. But the 12 years just shows in this pour. Um, really, really fantastic. I only got a taster of it, so when I'm done uh, with that, um, in honor of a Friday night recording, I'm going to be having Basil Hayden tenure. Um, so some really oh. good stuff that's becoming more and more difficult to find. Retails at about eighty dollars a bottle. Um, but if you're if you're not a, a proof snob like Flynn, where eighty is just drinking water for you, um, Basil Hayden always is a reliable product. Um, their dark rye is among the best ryes on the market to make a perfect Manhattan with. So half bourbon and half rye um but this basil hayden 10 year i cracked a couple days ago is absolutely phenomenal so i uh, would recommend if you if you see one uh pick one up because they're they're becoming more and more difficult to find um but really really good stuff that i'll be chasing this this uh, widow jane with you know, pretty you know flynn is flynn is out sick tonight and he, i feel like he gets sick more than the rest of us and i'm wondering if it's because he hydrates with 80 proof bourbon and he's just hung over all the time. That might that that honestly might be it. I don't know. Um, we ought to, we ought to check in with him because 
Um, we were, you know, he missed work today um, because he was so uh, sick and couldn't come in. Someone sent us a message at two o'clock in the afternoon and said the party source, uh, which is the largest <laughs> uh, indoor uh, liquor store in the country, which is in Bellevue, Kentucky. Uh, party, the party source has Old Weller Antique store pick single barrels. Um, there's eight cases of it. Get here fast. Um, I happen to be in Covington, which is right by Newport Bellevue, so I popped over and grabbed one. Uh, guess who I saw there? Um, <laughs> Did you really? Guess who I saw there? One was Flynn he, Ashley. Was he picking he said, up the Weller the yes, antique? Yes, <laughs> he got the Weller antique. I said, what are you doing here? You can't come to work, but you can buy bourbon. He, and he gave me the, <laughs> I was looking for a place to get a COVID test. You think you have COVID, so you came to a store with a bunch of other human beings. I'm glad. I'm glad this is working out. Nope, this this isn't a COVID test. Okay, well, anyway, see you later, Kevin. <laughs> the line was just as long. So, yeah, that was that was really funny today. So, got to see Flynn, even though he's out sick. Uh, he seems to be doing just fine. Uh, pretty, what are you drinking tonight? Um, so, this is uh, interesting. Well, so I, I need to do a quick follow-up. Um, this was the first year uh, in my entire life that uh, I guess um, everyone in my – and I'm not going to say my family, but um, – uh, okay, so Kat's family was like, oh, we know what Jacob wants for Christmas. We'll get him bourbons. So they, they got me different nice bourbons, which I love. Actually, I really wish my family would do that. See? <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was great, and it was awesome. Um, and uh, you know, I got like a, a bottle of the uh, the old Forester um, Prohibition. The um, mm. mm-hmm. yeah, that nineteen ten. Uh, uh, yes, they have a few different yeah. out because the eighteen seventies the original batch. The nineteen ten is the yeah. So I have that. Um, also got the Maker's Whiskey, the one hundred and one, the special edition. Very uh, nice as well. Yes, yes, Kevin. Um, but uh, tonight, uh, to start off the night, uh, rather than cracking into any of those just yet, um, I decided to start off the night by I found this uh, flask um, uh, that I had in one of my jacket pockets. Flask. From... It looks like a shampoo bottle because it's yeah. plastic. So it's plastic. Yeah. Let's it's just say, when... let's just say, pretty could could sneak this into any sporting event. That's the type of flask we're talking about here. It is not setting off a metal detector. <laughs> no, not at all. It's great. Uh, Pretty sure, yeah. Anyways, um, had that uh, in one of my jacket pockets for some reason. Not sure why. Um, And so I poured it in, and I'm drinking this, and I'm trying to decipher exactly what it is. I've limited it down based on when I filled this up, that it is either Henry McKenna 10-year, Jim Beam Black label, or... um, just uh, Makers 46, and I have kind of think I've decided it's not Makers 46, and I think it might be the Henry McKenna 10-year. I'd like okay. to think you could tell the difference between Bean Black and Henry McKenna. I'm not a crazy Well, I haven't taster. had a lot of the Bean Black, to be honest. Fair. But if it's Henry McKenna 10 and you have that much ice in it, you should be Yeah, I'm in, thinking the Henry uh, McKenna is just you're going to be having trouble. a better experience, and if it's Jim Bean Black, they're going to be like, this is bourbon, and um, it's a podcast. Jim Bean Black is great. Um, yeah. It's exactly appropriately priced at $20, uh, but it's great. <laughs> That's good. It works. Okay. Well, we're going to do some stuff today. Um, Pretty will keep oh, sipping are. his yeah, mystery right. bourbon, um, and I guess he'll switch to more mystery bourbon before he dips into the uh, 
tasty bourbons that he actually got for Christmas. I also have to, oh my I God, have he's got another flask of bourbon. Do you know what's in that one? <laughs> I don't. But this is the one that uh, that I maybe uh, had a little bit. Of, oh no, no, no. This one is. Um, I think this one might just be uh, a Woodford wheat because it was a uh, Spider Man No Way Home. Great film, by the way. Yeah, Great that film. was awesome. Yeah, we'll talk that about that later. Awesome. Uh, Highly enjoyable, though. But anyway, we've got um, some stuff to do today, and uh, we're going to also promote our Twitters and Instagram pages. Uh, that's at AiredBnB. Follow us. Uh, you can rate on Spotify now. That's a new feature. Ooh. So feel free to do that. I gave us our first five-star rating. Felt like cheating. Just really wanted you to do it. You gave us a five-star rating. <laughs> Look, I don't listen to the podcast once we release it. I listen to it pre-release, so I figured... I would. So it's definitely cheating. That's like double cheating because you didn't listen to it. You just blindly rated it. I was there when it was recorded. I feel like I've got some of the ability to rate us. I <laughs> never remember what we did at the end of the night. No, that's I, fine. I listen to the re-record and go, oh, oh, that was funny. We had fun. That's why, that's why I'm telling you this now. So you'll remember that Spotify has ratings and you can go rate us on Spotify. Five stars. That's given me a lot uh, You can also credit. rate us on Apple and Podbean and you can also give us money on uh, Patreon. So please feel free to do that. Uh, Pretty does all of this for not money. Anyway, well, he, we've got he does get we've three dollars a month so That's far. True. So That's true. Uh, but we tonight, Tracy, we love you. <laughs> we we do love Tracy. Uh, tonight we're gonna do uh, a nice little. This podcast is rank. Uh, Doctor K has uh, some very mundane life event he wants to talk about. So we'll we'll listen to him uh, rant for a bit and do a little Doctor K story time. Uh, and then we'll reevaluate how long we've been talking. Based on this introduction, that's all we're doing. So <laughs> let's kick <laughs> things over. Pretty, why don't you give us the quick introduction? Tell us what we're ranking. This podcast is rank. Ew. All right. So we've got the Bourbon and Brothers edition of. Uh, well, it's this podcast is rank, but this time we are ranking, uh, and I can't remember who suggested this it's, one. I think it might have been you, Hope. It was, it was. Um, it's a great which, idea. This is great. This is great. Uh, so we're not going into like films or uh, anything super nerdy. Instead, we're going to be ranking uh, one little Debbie snacks. Um, most notably you find them, uh, in gas stations. Uh, they're great for road trips. Sometimes, you know, you just grab a little single pack of something, or if you're feeling really nasty, you can grab a whole box of whatever. Um, or also another big shout out is the, uh, little Debbie booths that uh, a lot of the church picnics would have. Cause that was always my favorite booth to go to. There's also a very important shout out that you're missing that we do need to address right now before we kick things off. And that's the tiger den. Um, the Tiger Den is where we used to get snacks in high school. And they had oh, yes. Little Debbie, or Small Debra, if you're being formal. And they, <laughs> they would have an oatmeal cream pie that was giant-sized. And I have to, we have to take that off the table and any other giant-sized things um, because it fundamentally changed how delicious an oatmeal cream pie was with the cream ratio that it would give you in, the, in an increased quantity of, of cream pie. Uh, and oatmeal, but uh, that's I'm I'm going to take that off the table because I think anything that's not the that's outside the what you just kind of purchase in the box at the store is cheating. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we we do need to clarify also. This is we are just ranking Little Debbie snacks. We are not ranking anything Hostess. Um, a lot of times, uh, Hostess and Little Debbie kind of knocked off each other. And I will say that there are a couple things that Hostess does do better, but by and by and large, Little Debbie all the way. 
For sure. Uh, yeah. So uh, as usual, we get a challenge and a uh, veto card. Um, and since it's a fancy Friday night and it's just the three of us, we're also going to allow for uh, if you want to utilize your challenge and veto and then would like to gain another challenge card, you may take a shot of whatever your grossest liquor that you have within arm's reach. Um, so we're going to get rolling on this thing. Uh, did we have an order set? Yeah. Um, as the oldest and wisest, I've chosen to go first. Um, <laughs> Interesting. I went last okay. um, last time, and it bit and me it failed. Uh, because it failed the Will Smith ranking got way out of hand. <laughs> um, but um, the best Little Debbie snack. So, um, I, quick, I'm quick very story. concerned that I, this is going to be the heat, the hottest we get of all oh, of the rankings so we've done. I have so many strong opinions. <laughs> I went next door to um, uh, our neighbor, who's also the babysitter for our son, had... Um, a, a super minor, but, but she had a surgery today. So I walked in, I walked by before this to check on her. And, um, while I was over there, I, you know, the whole family was hanging out in their den. And I asked them just before I go, what's the best little Debbie snack? And all six of them had very passionate responses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They were all very different than what I think. Um, so I, I told them that they were wrong and left and said, please listen to episode, I think 42 and, and they can, uh, check back into what the real ranking is. But they were wrong because they didn't say um, what I'm going to say, which is the, the best Little <laughs> Debbie snack on the market that I would get with my little flickle every single day when I would go to the Tiger Den, which is a Cosmic Brownie. The Cosmic Brownies are the best Little Debbie's snack, period. Veto. Oh, my God. Good man. Good man. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. The I cannot allow are that to stand huge and amazing. One. You can divide them into two or you eat them as one. They're completely addicting. I could eat an entire box sitting here tonight. Did you- Any anytime my wife is is had a bad day, I go and buy a box of cosmic brownies. This is this is what I told quarantine before I came down. I was like, I think I have a very controversial opinion. Uh, and she was like, what is it? And I said, I don't think Cosmic Brownies belong anywhere on this list. And that was what I'm most strongly opposed to putting on this list. Whoa. So we're going to have fun tonight, Kevin. Um, That's absurd. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good time. Uh, I don't know who we decided to go next, but if Kevin's going to pull age rank, I'll pull age rank. Yeah, that's fine. And I guess I'll put up what I was a little bit unprepared to do. I think I think I got to go with the Swiss cake rolls. That is number the, two on my list. Ho-hos. That's acceptable. And and no, they're not. They ho-hos. are Swiss cake rolls. Swiss cake yeah, rolls. Well, they're, they're Swiss cake su- rolls, but some people will call them ho hos, even though they want the little Debbie Swiss cake rolls. Because that's what Hostess has. Yes. And and Swiss cake rolls are the right decision. They are superior mm. to ho hos mm. in every single way. Now, how do you eat them? Because there's one right way to eat them. So I, as a child, for sure, and I haven't had these in a little while, I would eat the outer chocolate. Yeah, you pull the then, skin off. Yeah, you pull the skin off. And then if I was feeling froggy, I would try to eat the cake all the way off as well to where I would just have like a chocolate-bottomed cream transport into my mouth. You you probably should have thought about surgery because as a profession. <laughs> because there was a time where as youths, we were just so – our dexterity ranks were just so high specifically because of how we would eat and dismantle a Swiss cake roll. It Absolutely. is uh, a, a fantastic snack. I um, I appreciate you putting it at the top. Um, it's not my number one, but it is my number two. I think the uh, 
listeners should know that while Hofkamp's been mentioning this, I've been eating a Swiss cake roll, <laughs> and it is quite delicious. When I told Kristen that we were doing this tonight, uh, who agrees with me the Cosmic Brownies are the best, the other thing she said is, oh, whoa, those Swiss cake rolls, you mm-hmm. taught me how to eat them. Because she was, she grew up just taking bites out of them when she took yeah. them out of the package. And I was like, let me show you something. Let me open your eyes and world to this new way of experiencing Swiss cake rolls. And that's why we got married. Now, here's a question for <laughs> No other reason. <laughs> no other reason. No other reason. Here's a question for you. Did you all ever toss uh, Swiss cake rolls in the freezer? Because that was also amazing. No. Uh, my grandma, who actually would have turned 101 yesterday, uh, and whose house I live in, used to always have lots of Little Debbie. So that's where most of my Little Debbie experience comes from. Uh, and she would have them in the fridge. And I did enjoy them quite a lot in the fridge, but I never yep. froze them. So No, I've never froze one either. Uh, they're quite good frozen, quite good frozen. What was your grandmother's uh, first name, Huffcamp? Rose. Rose? Happy birthday, Rose. Happy birthday, Rose. To Rose. I was going to say, we, ju- we both just took a toast <laughs> drinking to Rose, and you just sat there. Do you not want to toast your grandmother? <laughs> no one said Are there cheers. unresolved issues? He was, trying, <laughs> he was trying to toast your late grandmother. I mean, I'm just, just saying I did. Pretty, what's there. number two? All right, so uh, by yeah, by default, I am now the last person picking. Uh, and the second overall ranked Little Debbie is the fudge round. Challenge oatmeal cream pies. Oh, you mean my number three? Fudge rounds is that are a great. double decker. <laughs> they okay. So I, I sent you all the pictures. I stopped by Kroger because I was getting some other groceries, and then like they had the Little Debbie display. Yeah. So I took pictures, and I was like, I'm not going to buy a whole box for tonight. And the only individual ones they sold are the double deckers of the oatmeal and the fudge Worth round, it. and yeah. Worth it. Oatmeal cream pies are amazing. Um, I think I'm supposed to make a case. I shouldn't need to, but oatmeal this is cream one of pies the ones are. We, we all know what we're about on these. Oatmeal cream pies are phenomenal. Um, when we used yeah. to lead this leadership retreat in college, um, I would start every morning with an oatmeal cream pie and a Dr. Pepper. I was <laughs> that invited is not back. Safe. <laughs> I was invited back as an alumnus uh, to to speak at the retreat. The person who was in charge of the program, Tiffany. Um, she came to me in the morning and she said, are you ready for the breakfast of champions? And I said, you didn't. And she did. She handed me an oatmeal cream pie and a Dr. Pepper. And we had a great retreat that year. And it's the best. So fudge rounds are wonderful. They should be on this list. Number two is a little rich for my taste. Oatmeal cream pie is more of a classic. The fudge round doesn't happen if, unless the oatmeal cream pie happens. Uh, I do think that I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I think that that actually might be fact. I think oatmeal cream pies came first and then they're like, "Ooh, we could make this chocolate. I was and there. Better. Fudge round. I was there. <laughs> Kevin was in the focus group when they were making the fudge rounds in 1974. Oh. <laughs> so, Hope Camp, it, it, Hold on. It's up to you. This is the 1930s. Let's be real. <laughs> Hope Camp, it's your decision. OK, I didn't know if you wanted to make a, a strong case, but it's funny that I, Kevin said uh, a little well, too. OK, rich hold on. Let my, me let yeah. me. Re- let me reiterate then. Uh, yeah, so fudge round, same thing as an oatmeal cream pie, except it's chocolate and better. Yeah, um, okay. Oatmeal cream pie just gets a little. Uh, plus the other thing, well, no, never mind. That's a positive for the oatmeal cream pie. I'll say that after. More rich in fiber. Yeah, I know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do imagine, Kevin, that you said you had oatmeal when you ate that for breakfast, which I can't imagine is is actually how that works. But 
Uh, you did say it's a little too rich for your liking it too. I think that's the biggest drawback from the chocolate is it's a little too rich for, for mm. what uh, number two should be. And it's a little too rich for, for my palate to put it that high up on the list as well. Uh, it's oatmeal cream pies. I don't, I, I honestly am not positive of the ranking that I have for all of these, but I do love oatmeal cream pies. I think this is going to kind of be a one by like one to one kind of, we're going to have to go about this. Like, Ooh, is that above this? Is it not? Um, okay. That's fair. Uh, oatmeal cream pie is my number three. So I'm cool with it being number two. But let's see if, uh, let's see how mad we can make Kevin. The other thing I just want to sh- uh, say three is cosmic brownies. Uh, uh number three is vetoed. <laughs> <laughs> cosmic brownies will not see, be I, in the top I, three. I so, I so appreciate what you're doing and the conviction but I don't agree with what you said of camp where it, or what you just said pretty about the the back and forth and maybe this or this like I'm so passionate about the best three are Swiss cake rolls oatmeal cream pies and cosmic brownies those that's a tier above all the rest to me uh I actually only would make one small adjustment I didn't I didn't tier these but I do have a tier in my mind and it does get pretty it gets convoluted in the back half is what I think is going to happen yeah um but here here is my thing with cosmic brownies I'm going to bring it up just real quick now because it's going to end up getting on the list because I'm going to run out of stuff. But everything else on this list, you don't make. You don't try to make a, a fudge round. You don't try to make uh, a Swiss cake roll. You just go get the Little Debbie. It's the best one. Why would you try to, to make a – to do that? Um, they In the most recent season of Great British Bake Off, they basically made Twix. And everyone was like, why would you make this? Just go buy a Twix. I would make a brownie. I just get a box, put a brownie, make it, put it together, and it's going to taste better than a cosmic brownie. So I think that's where Little Debbie does not exceed the normal dessert or create a unique experience. And that also, is, they're a little too That chocolate. is among the most true and respectable stances to take in this argument. I just have to say I don't agree with you that it doesn't belong on this list. I do agree with what you just said. So I just want to say, as a matter of respect, Flynn's not here. And so I just have to just say how great it is to feel respect and admiration for my co-hosts for what feels like the first time in a long time. And so thank you. Really we disagree good like gentlemen tonight. Really good point. Uh, I'm going to put up my number three here, though, which is going to be zebra cakes. They're, they're all over my house right now. And Kristen. just clarifying, you're you're talking the OG, OG zebra, zebra cakes, cakes the yes. hexagonal ones, yes. not oh, the yeah. cake rolls. Okay. Um, yeah, zebra cakes have been so popular; they've basically turned all of their other stuff into a zebra cake version. Yeah, I'm talking about the. I don't. Even, I, I assume yep. it's a hexagon. I'm not going to call your shape fact on that, but yes, it is. I'm, I'm looking at a picture of it right yep. now. <laughs> That w- well, they didn't sell that one individually, so I just pulled up the pictures online. Um, huh. I, okay. I, yeah, I'm cool with this. I will say Zebra Cake is probably the one that I would only ever I, – I could never – I'd have to be in a certain mood to be able to, like, finish a whole Zebra Cake. I don't know. It's just something about it. it just doesn't land with me. Well, but. it comes in a two-pack, so if you eating two is where – That's what I'm saying. Like, like, do I eat both of these? Or do I try to no, save one? No, that's what I'm saying. One? I can only eat one. I can't, I can't, eat, a, but can't eat a full pack. But it's very shareable in that sense. I don't eat them. I don't care for them. I don't want a challenge here. Um, 
because I want to. If I if I'm going to take a shot to challenge, I want to do it later well, when something matters more. Why don't you lose more. that V card then, Kevin? Oh, I do have a veto still. <laughs> okay, yeah, then veto. I'll, I'll, oh, <laughs> there it goes. All of our vetoes are gone. This is great. Now we're now it's when just they you know should be gone. The weapons are down. We're fighting with fisticuffs. Here we go. Well, like brass knuckles, because we're still armed. We still have challenges. You're right. Okay, <laughs> fair. Uh, so me. Uh, number, this is still three, yes? And it cannot be zebra cakes, and it cannot be cosmic brownies. Yep, uh, so it's fudge, fudge rounds. rounds. Yep, I'm good with it. Hope can't, pl- there is, there is nothing that you could challenge with to beat out a fudge round. I can promise I you don't, that. well, there, I, there is, there's one thing he could challenge with to beat out a fudge round. That isn't a cosmic brownie. I have one okay. thing above it. I think, I think I'm gonna do this then. I'm you, gonna challenge. I, I... I'm writing what it I, down. What, what I'm hoping is the one thing Kevin's got because I love. I these know what you're going to say. I'm looking at the rest of my list. I know what and you're going to say. Don't think. Oh no, I forgot about those. Oh, it's one of two, but I'm going to stick mm-hmm. to my guns. I'm putting up a Star Crunch. <sighs> wow! Out of left field. That was Grandma Rose. That, that was coming. what was always here. I did. You, I knew. I know what you wanted. I know what mm-hmm. you wanted. Now I forgot the. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could guess what Kevin probably would want there instead. Uh, yeah, do you do you want to make a case? Because no, I'll I want make I want a, Kevin a, to express his disappointment and then vote for a fudge round, and I will be using another challenge at some point. So I'll get that Bushmills out. <laughs> so fudge rounds are three on my list. I'm sorry, they're I'm sorry, no, they're not. They're four on my list. Uh, five. They're five on my list. And my handwriting is so bad. I'm back to pen and paper. So congratulations <laughs> to me. Thank God you got pens again. Um, uh, Fudge rounds are five on my list, and um, Star Crunch is ten. So there was a number four that you could have chosen. Oh yeah, there's All actually right. two that I, I think I they're know so it is. good. I think they're I know so it is. good. Um, so I, I do have to vote my list and say I would have preferred it to Fudge rounds too if it's the one I'm thinking of. Fudge rounds. Yeah. All right, pretties one, two, and three are on the board. Let's go. Cosmic brownies at number four. You know, the the for the the spirit and just being Flynn's friend, I feel like I do want to. My my gut is saying just challenge, make it funny, but uh, you can no. literally challenge I, it with whatever you want on your list, and you're gonna win. This is one of the rarest of times, pretty, where you can just exert <laughs> your will and have some fun with this. I should do be what able you to want. Influence the list. I should be able to push like a taboo buzzer every time something is so clearly table talk that it's all, it's all I'm doing is stating how this is going to work. If you challenge it with something, I will I vote understand. with what I think is better. Okay, challenge with nutty buddy wafer bars. That is what was for. That yeah. was what was for. That was that. That is that's for. what you should have done. That's what I was. I was. I saw. Come on. Yeah, it's what it's I the Reese's of Little Debbie. It's good. It's great. They're so good. It's way They're better than a cosmic so brownie. So good. It's not, but it's it's great. Those nutty buddies also great if you toss them in the freezer. Oh, stop so freezing good. everything. <laughs> it's, it makes you like it the better, opposite of you. a British person. They boil everything. You put everything <laughs> in the freezer. Look, all I'm saying is if you freeze it, it just there's something about it that just makes it taste. I don't know. You get another like layer going on. Plus, it doesn't get all chocolate melty well, on your hands. It is. It's if great. you said that it's the Reese's of Little Debbie, frozen Reese's are the way to go. So it stands uh, to reason. Frozen Reese's are good. Um, fridge Twix greater than sign. Freezer Twix 
That's true. Uh, Oh, yes. But you're you're right. I should clarify, like, if you leave a wafer in there too long, then it just turns into a rock, and that's not fun. You're talking about freezing stuff, not not chilling it so dude that's I'm where not, i'm like back. sticking it in liquid nitrogen i'm not going that intense i'm well, just we're talking you know, about just, like, freezing tossing... uh pastries i do think the dessert flavors of pop tarts frozen uh greater than sign toaster dessert flavors of pop tarts i eat chocolate i eat chocolate fudge pop tarts like chocolate fudge might be the exception like like not cooked i'll eat them every which way i will eat them in a boat i will eat them with a toad that doesn't rhyme. this is i'll eat them <laughs> <laughs> Kevin, yeah, child's poet. On a float. Uh, this, is, this is just a real <laughs> quick a aside. Because uh, apparently it's very hotly debated whether you toast your Pop-Tarts or eat them room temperature. Are we... I'm, I'm so staunchly team toast. I don't have a argument here. I'm team Interesting. Uh, brown sugar cinnamon or hot... Or, or fudge. Or get them out of my house. That's where I'm at. And in those cases, I can eat them both cold, hot, room temperature. I think they're designed to be toasted, so you should do that because that's what they were designed to do. Look, but I'll I'm eat them the above, other ways. I'm not above eating them in any capacity. But if you're like, here's a toaster, a freezer, and a pop tart, I'm gonna use the stuff. I'm not gonna just yeah. eat it. Yeah, I agree with you, 100. percent Wild berry all the way. Wild berry are so bad, just because the commercials <laughs> were so good. Wild berries were so bad. Originals, strawberry, bad. S'mores, horrendous. When chocolate fudge exists. Just eat chocolate fudge Ooh, and no. brown sugar cinnamon freeze, and let it Freeze the go. s'mores. Freeze the s'mores. It'll, it'll change you a little bit. All right. Um, who's up with Nutty Buddies? Me? After You're Nutty up. Buddies? Uh, it's I'm I up. challenged I'm up. it. Yeah, yeah. Should, so it's my turn. Did, I'm sorry. He's, so Nutty Buddies are four. Yeah. But whose turn is it? It's mine. That's what we're talking about. I... Hang on. Hang on. We got to make sure this is right. You just put up Cosmic Brownies, and then I told Pretty he could challenge it and win, and he put up Nutty Buddies to challenge, so now it's my turn. Got it. I'm preemptively pouring a, a shot of Cooper Fox Pot Stills Distillers Bourbon Mash. So it's not even called a moonshine here. This is <laughs> just on. called no, wait. Bourbon Kevin. Mash. It's 124 proof. So Kevin, where did you get that? I got it at uh, Depths. Okay. So is it Cooper Fox or is it Copper Fox? It's Copper Fox. So... That is the same mash that I gave Flynn, and he's got his own, like, barrel that he's actually distilling and aging that mash. Not distilling um, it. He's just aging it. Aging it. That's what I meant. Well, here's what I have to say about this. Anyway. I'm, we're supposed to grab our worst thing. You know I love moonshine. This is... This is just <laughs> shite. This is so bad. I bought. I will never purchase this again. I hope it doesn't make bad bourbon, but it it is bad shine. It's from... Williamsburg and Sperryville, Virginia. Um, why are we selling it in Kentucky when we make perfectly good moonshine all over the place? Um, it's bad. So this, I'm just preemptively pouring a shot because it's Friday night. I'm probably going to want to challenge something again. And Huffcamp's about to start talking, and we're at number I don't, five. I, I, I do want to be an honorable person. I don't think you've challenged yet, Kevin. He has not. <laughs> He's so, no challenge. I, I challenged with no, oat, oat milk cream pies. He put up. Yes, he, he put did. Up, yes, he, he put did. up fudge rounds oh, at yeah, two. Yeah, I said it's too rich at two. Oat cream pies yep. is too. So, um, yeah, I've I got my also pen be, and paper. That's fair. That's fair. Hey, it's you're doing written, a great job. There's a grid. <laughs> is it graph paper? Did you grab graph paper? <laughs> <laughs> Can you buy graph paper anymore? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not needed it since high school. I don't know. <laughs> 
Um, okay, I'm going to put up, I think that, I'm going to hope that Kevin is okay with it and trust that Pretty will mess it up if he challenges. And I'm going to go back to the Star Crunch. At five? five? At five. Thought about pivoting, but I'd rather burn you guys out. Or get it at five. Well, I did just pour myself a shot of Jeffers Creek, which is the tasteless, smellless wonder, mm. as we've called it before. Are we in all on our lamp, final, your leg on our final challenges? Yeah. <laughs> we didn't get through four, and we burned oh, everything think, out completely. Oh, I don't think you've challenged anything, have you? Yeah, I challenged uh, I challenged fudge rounds with Star Crunch. Oh, that's right. That was a bad idea. You didn't use nutty <laughs> it was it, it wasn't my best idea. Should have put nope. the nutty buddies up. Should have flip flopped those. But right, here we are. All right, all right. All right. So yeah, we're all we all oh. got to take a shot if we want to do anything else for the next six. <laughs> wow. Um. Okay. Okay. Star Crunch. This is fun without Flynn. Yeah, because he's the one who's like convincing us to like. Like, because we have to plan for Flynn and be like, oh, well, I got to wait out and, you know, see if Flynn's mm-hmm. going to do something. Um, um, pretty, I just need you to understand when I'm like joking about how these get messed up and stuff like I'm talking of camp. I'm not talking to you because you're part of the problem. Okay. Just so you know, <laughs> you and Flynn are, are the problem. You're would... most of the problem. Flynn's some of the problem. When I'm talking, when I'm making jovo- jovial comments, but, you know, it's great. You know, it's like that's not something I need you to join in on. Because you, you don't, you haven't earned it. <laughs> I think I, I would argue Flynn's the problem. Pretty's an enabler, but yeah, I was gonna say Kevin. I would look back at the stats. Flubber, that's I will enabler. never forgive you for flubber. <laughs> okay, that that's fair. I will that never is... forgive you for focus. Okay, the focus thing. Looking back on it, I was like, man, I should have definitely thrown up Wild Wild West instead. You would have won. Will... Yeah, wicked wow, I agree wow. on that one. Wicked, 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 wow, wow. You taking a shot to challenge? <laughs> yeah, I'm it. gonna take the shot, but I'm not gonna. I don't think I I'm support them. Man. <laughs> what an what an but I don't understand them. What an interesting <laughs> decision. <laughs> well, cause, okay. All right, here we go. No, this is great. This, <laughs> he took the shot. <laughs> oh my god, that's so bad. I'm going to say this. Oh, I'm so going to say this now because I'm pretty sure Kevin's on board. That didn't oh. earn you a challenge. You just took a shot. Yeah. What What do you mean? It er- yeah, it earned did me you, a challenge. <laughs> it you didn't you challenge. challenge. <laughs> you didn't challenge. You just oh, took no, a no. shot. I, sorry. No, I am going to challenge. Okay. I'm going to challenge. Okay. Uh, this is number five. Yes. You're challenging Star Crunch with? I'm going to challenge Star Crunch with Honey Buns. Honey Buns. Yeah, of course you would. No. <laughs> no. What? No. Yes. <laughs> You're an idiot. Honey what buns? What do you mean? No. This no. was 100% my plan was either Kevin. It's on Kevin's list. He's not going to care enough to do the challenge, and Pretty will mess it up if he does. Star Crunch is on my list. Honey buns is on my <laughs> things to disrespect at the end of the episode list. Okay? Are you kidding me with honey buns? Have you ever purchased one on purpose? I mean, uh, yes, actually, at a golf course when I was 12 years old. You know why you said actually? Because you haven't purchased one since. Because yeah, they're bad. That's true. This I was going to say do. you said actually because you literally haven't. So you couldn't literally. say literally because it would be a lie. Star I haven't said Crunch that at is, all tonight. So. Yeah, Huffcam said it twice. Star Crunch is five. Pretty, what is six? Is it honey buns? <laughs> I don't no. think it's going to. Uh, this is where we're getting down into the, the nitty gritty because. Um, 
That's where it gets a little deeper. I think there's still a few t- mid-level There's, there's one super ones. famous one that people yeah. are so passionate about. There's two really super famous passionate people well, ones. Okay, so I'll tell you, there is one on here that I cannot in good conscience put on this list because uh, Hostess does it better. Ooh, that's 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 very controversial. Not well, that Hostess does it better, but that it doesn't belong on this list, unless it's the other one. So I'm just gonna say, if you're talking about any kind of muffins, you're right. Um, my son will not eat Little Debbie's muffins. <laughs> he asks for. He was like, "No, want these blueberry muffins? No, want these? He wants uh, blueberry muffins, party muffins, all kinds of muffins." from hostess hostess has the mostest of the muffins according to my kid we we save the wrappers from the hostess ones because kristen bought the kroger brand purple bag blueberry muffins which are like eight dollars cheaper and she bought them in bulk and as parents we take the muffins out of the kroger brand bags and put them in the saved hostess bags that have been used and hand them to him because that's the only way he'll eat them is if we trick him into thinking these are hostess muffins because they're first of all first of all he's right they're not as good um second of all he's uh he's my kid so he's incredibly stubborn and um and he's gonna win so uh we trick him so if 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 you're talking about muffins, I agree with you. No, this is this is tough for me. Hope Camp. I don't think we can keep Cosmic Brownie off this list because I do like Cosmic Brownies. I did. I I have it kept six. it. Kevin wanted it at one, and it's not in the top five. So I was hoping it could be off the list. I've accepted that Kevin is probably going to prevail with it on the list somewhere. I, I cannot, in good faith, put some of these above it. But I can put this then above don't, it. I don't All want right. you to dishonor yourself. No. Oh, th- thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that you're so concerned about my honor. Uh, I am going to put Little Debbie's Fig Bars at number six. You're talking about something like that other people do better. Fig yeah, Newtons. like the Fig Newton, but like Little Debbie's version, Fig Bars. Just the Bushmills. <laughs> Go for it. Do it. I'd rather see a freaking Cosmic Brownie on this list. Really? I'm not gonna. No. <laughs> Damn <it>. Shot taken. <laughs> I had mine ready. <laughs> uh, okay. Oh, wait. oh, never mind. Never it mind. is never mind. too late. Pretty. The challenge is happening. I do. I do want to bring. I'll bring up this point at the end of this list. Go ahead. I'm going to bring up with? the thing that they may mimic, and maybe they don't mimic to the level of hostess but they do mimic damn well and i'm gonna put up those chocolate cupcakes that others others may know that is the one that hostess wait what hold on ding dongs -dongs or something different no 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 oh no no no. hang on what is hostess called hostess hostess just calls them cupcakes hosted cupcakes oh yeah well Mm. then i'm putting up the and hostess hostess does it in chocolate and orange the orange is amazing oh Freeze that. Oh, it's the best. You're right. No, Ding dongs are totally smothered. First, These are first of all, cupcakes. First of all, no. Hang on. Little Debbie's calls them chocolate cupcakes. That's true. That's what I'm putting up. I mean, I can share my screen right now if you want me to, but I just checked hostess to make sure that you Hostess does also were an call them cupcakes. Yes. Sure. I thought, I thought that Hostess cupcake. called them Ding Dongs. I was mistaken. 
Little Deli no, sells cream-filled uh, chocolate yeah. cupcakes in packs of eight. What? For Little Debbie, Little Debbie sells cream-filled chocolate cupcakes for three dollars and nine cents in packs of eight. I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't think that I don't think that cupcakes was enough to get trademarked, but Ding Dongs was. So they didn't. The name is probably going to be very similar. But I'm putting up the chocolate cupcakes. Um, yeah, that's the one that happen. Hostess does way better. Hostess uh, does do this, it better. I hate this. And if you get a little Debbie in a in a Hostess, there you should grab it. But if there's a little Debbie chocolate cupcake, you're like not quite as good as the Hostess. Better than whatever a fig a fake fig Newton. So I hate. I uh, actually don't like Hostesses or. Um, Little Debbie's version of the chocolate cupcakes, but I would, if given the choice between eating one or the other, I would choose it over a fig bar. <laughs> You're the worst. A fig Y'all suck. bar. Y'all suck. Fig Newtons are also good though. So I can't believe you. I can't believe you have this thing where you can't mimic Hostess, but you are, have no problem mimicking a different brand of cookies. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, number seven is Cosmic Brownies. I think it's going to stick this time. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, Cosmic Brownie's probably like actually number four or five for me. But out Look, of principle, I was trying to force it down. I'm sad it's on the list. Kevin is miserable that it's down this far. Um, and that is how you get consensus. We you are going to hear about it. You're going to hear about it from my wife. But yeah. Okay. Well, you know the argument. I do. Hove, what is number eight? <sighs> All right, knowing that Kevin is lurking with another challenge, I'm going to put up, this could be my last chance, uh, the Devil Creams. Those things are delightful. Little, like it's, uh, it's a little less heralded, but it's It's a two, naked Swiss cake roll. More or less, yeah. It's two Yeah, it's a cake, naked Swiss cake roll. Two cake slivers, if you will, with cream in the middle, and they're incredible. I'm looking at it. I would choose to eat it over most of the rest of the things that are available to me. I yeah, accept it. Yeah, it's a naked Swiss cake roll. I accept it. Devil creams. Okay. Pretty. Can't well, do anything. No, I'm out. So, yeah, Kevin, you're the only one that's got a shot challenge left. I understand. <laughs> Pretty. There's is one. To me? There's one thing you can put up here that that uh, I won't challenge. Oh, good. Good to know. One. You know, I'm actually looking on Little Debbie's website for all their list of stuff. And I know it's not honey buns, so I'm not going to try to put that up say, there. I don't think. I think if you put up honey buns, it's getting challenged. Uh, I'm between two. Um, this one, and this actually goes back to the point I wanted to make about oatmeal cream pies. Uh, that scene. Okay, so you know, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, right? Obviously, one of the greatest classics of all time. The scene in which they're eating just mounds of the the like the what I thought was originally this that I'm going to nominate. It turns out it's actually an oatmeal cream pie. Um, I'm nominating chocolate chip cream pies. Chocolate chip? Oh, the, uh, so it's like a two chocolate chips. Chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's like the best of. It's not the best. Admittedly, it's not. Okay, admittedly, it's not. Bourbon mash. (laughs) Oh, he's breathing fire. It's my, I just saw my favorite, I just saw flames shoot out of his That's my favorite Kevin mouth. doesn't enjoy oh. things. He moves his hands back and forth wildly <laughs> with like level shoulders, elbows, and he's just and he shakes his head and he's just like a little kid. It's not saying, good. I'm all done. I'm all done. Like, it's not good. It's looked like it's, he's it trying to play. Good. He's like a three year old trying to play goalie in soccer. It's exactly. <laughs> it's like, it doesn't taste good. I'm sorry, it doesn't. But um, it's also 124 proof, so Oof. it's a bit crazy. 
I'm going to challenge with something that I don't necessarily think is uh, all that great, but is much better and more heralded. So in the interest of not being the laughingstock of the Little Debbie's community, um, birthday cakes. Oh, God. People love birthday cakes. And they don't okay. love that thing that you nominated. You never mm. see that thing in stores because nobody buys it. But birthday cakes are a big deal to people. I cannot tell you the last time I had a birthday cake. I'm you put up honey not, buns, which you haven't had since you were 12. So your opinions here aren't really all that helpful. Well, so here's, here's the thing. I would argue the same thing that I would argue with Cosmic Brownies. I can make chocolate chip cookies that are better than what is on that. And you can slap some icing in the middle, and it's going to taste a little better. Oh, I, birthday the cakes thing. aren't the same thing as birthday cake. Right. No, no, no. I'm talking about Pretty's nomination with those chocolate oh, chip okay, cream good. pies. Oh, okay, good. Sorry. Those chocolate, I, I, cream pies, clear. those chocolate chip cream pies, Flynn's wife Lauren made like two weeks ago for the cookie exchange at my wife's house, and yes. they were delicious. They're amazing. So, oh, yeah, they, those they were good. Are, Lauren's, Lauren's version of no, that. They had rum chata in them, so they weren't exactly the same, but they were also delicious. <laughs> they were good. Um, but but using one of the same things that I did with the cosmic brownies, uh, I would actually rather have a cosmic brownie than eat that co- that green or that chocolate chip cream pie. Uh, and I put, wait a second, did I miss something? Where are zebra cakes? They have not made the list. Oh no, that's an oversight. <laughs> I thought they were on the list already. <laughs> no, it got outvoted by Nutty Buddies. Is that where they went? I thought I put him up in you challenge. No, I don't remember. Uh, oh, okay. no, you got vetoed. You got vetoed is what You happened. got vetoed at two. By at me. three with fudge rounds. Okay, uh, where fudge rounds ended up taking over. Uh, that was That's on me. Probably should have put up zebra cakes a little sooner. <laughs> you should uh, use so a pen and paper cakes, to take notes. Birthday <laughs> cakes will be ranked higher than zebra cakes, which might not even make the list. Um, because my argument was going to be, if I want zebra cakes up that high, birthday cakes are just a slightly worse version of zebra cakes. Whoops. That's on me, guys. So birthday, birthday cakes, cakes at nine. nine. Birthday cakes at nine. Sorry about, sorry to zebras everywhere. Zebra gum, zebra cakes, the animal itself, zebra, like, print. So this is where I, um, I go back to the, I want to think about, um... My living arrangement before doing anything uh, situation. So my opinion is that Little Debbie's Donuts are the, the thing I should put up next. Um, I also think that Little Debbie's, um, like I'm not going to do anything pro-Christmas, but Little Debbie's Christmas trees uh, okay. Big deal could in this do, house. Could, could do Valentine hearts though. I do just want to say. I do just want to say the 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 literally the Christmas trees, the Valentine's hearts are all zebra cakes. Yeah, which are just somehow not on this list. Decorations. I understand. It's my fault. Damn it. The, so the thing I, the, the, the <laughs> next thing I would choose to put in my mouth are spin wheels, which are the cinem- what the hell is a spin wheel? The pecan spin wheels. They're amazing. I wanted to the, put them at 10, but I forgot yeah. about zebra cakes. Yeah, pecan <laughs> spin wheels are basically like OG cinnamon rolls minis that are flavored with pecan. They're so good. But because I respect my co-host tonight for almost the first time ever, I'm, I'm just going to say zebra cakes at 10. You because my to. wife my wife loves them. She loves them. And I, I think that, I mean, they're upstairs right now. 
on my counter, not put away in the cabinet, which drives me insane, but they're there. Um, so it tells me that my living situation probably says, no matter what I would put in my mouth next, I think that the, the zebra cake deserves its, its glory. So I'm putting it, I'm putting it here. Um, I think that Kristen has earned listener of the week status in my books because of that. For if you loved someone that hated zebra cakes, we'd be looking at pecan spin wheels, which maybe we Birthday should be Birthday cakes and at. zebra cakes are the same thing. That's all I'm going to say. I don't think that's true. I think it's entirely true. I'm looking at the looking at images of both of them. Well, and here's, there is here's nothing the thing, that pretty. They're both better than are, honey buns. Zebra cakes are octagons. Birthday cakes are little rectangle of things. First off, zebra cakes are hexagons. Whatever. And yes, birthday cakes are little rectangle things. Okay. What's your problem? All right, so nothing. Hope Camp, are you challenging? He can't. With, with, with what? The he can't rest take of the bottle? shot to earn enough. I guess, yeah, I think at this point it's just like you have to take six no, shots. The, the, list, the list is. But no, in the list ink. is set. And in, in what world would I challenge zebra cakes when it was literally my greatest failure? Number one is Swiss cake rolls, two oatmeal cream pies, three fudge rounds, four nutty buddies, five star crunch, six chocolate cupcakes, seven cosmic brownies, eight. Devil creams should have been zebra nine cakes for sure. Yeah, I eight is just jumping off the it's page. Is something that I don't know why you did that. Nine is birthday cakes, uh, and ten is zebra cakes. That is the unequivocal Bourbon Brothers podcast official, indisputable consensus list of the best little debbies. Look, guys, I, it got heated. Um, but I feel like this was a, a proper consensus where where we can feel proud of the product. A little diluted for some of our tastes, but we got it. We we got the job done. Well, I, the, I that I, is true. That is true. And you know what? I think uh, he's already talked enough to us uh, tonight. But I think Kevin seems to have some kind of story that he wants to share. Hopefully, it's uh, it's not more diatribes about little Debbie. It's not. It's not. what you got. What's on your mind, Doctor K? Hove, I just I, the other thing I'd say is in a in a. Um, I was gonna say cool segue, pretty. We're not done talking about this. <laughs> friends, friends tell each other the truth, right? Um, and and I love you, and I've shown you respect tonight. In in the same level of respect, I do need to offer some words of accountability. Okay, so a couple things happened tonight. You didn't take notes, so zebra cakes fell way too far. I did. I actually have the you, ranking in front you also, of me. I took you also, the notes. I just didn't read them. You didn't do it well, and you also you weren't you weren't an active reader tonight. Then, and you also didn't do enough homework to prepare for tonight. Because if you had done your homework, you would have challenged with Nutty Buddies instead of Star Crunch when you should have. I mean, all these I things stand, happened. I stand by that. I stand no, by the Star Crunch. You, you, that was a mistake. But I appreciate who you are as a human being. Pretty, you are also present. Um, I now have some things to say. Uh, it's time for a, <laughs> a, a long-heralded Dr. K's story time. <laughs> Pausing for the uh, drop. Dr. K's story time. I guess I don't have to do that, right? Because it just gets added in post. No, we, if with... If we didn't have a pause, pretty would never be able to put it in drops. I understand. I understand. Okay, so here's here's what's on my mind, <laughs> and there are some interesting exceptions to this. But I've been watching Disney movies recently, so Sam watches just the most <laughs> not uh, from Disney movie marathon. 
No, I couldn't make it to DMM. I'm sorry. I haven't made it in years. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but here's, here's what I have to say. Disney is in what I'm ready to call like the second renaissance or some sort of new age where what they're putting in front of us from an animated standpoint is relatively groundbreaking. So I, I know most of you haven't seen it, and but I, I just watched Encanto, and it's fantastic. Um, apparently, Ron's Gone Wrong, which is not Disney, but it's on Disney+. Plus. I just have to say, it's one of the most successful animated films for kids that's happened in the last 10 years. It's incredible. It's so funny. I loved it. Every second of, of Ron's Gone Wrong is amazing. I would say, if you're trying to decide between what do I watch first, Encantanto or Ron's Gone Wrong, watch Ron's Gone Wrong, because uh, it's so amazing. But Disney put out Encanto, they put out Luca, they put out Raya, well, Raya Luca's and Luca's Pixar. Disney Pixar is sort yeah, of all looped I in think, in this. I, think we all I, he's, he's, I hear what you're saying. Okay. He's you're saying right. Disney Plus, things on Disney Plus. Things on Disney Plus, but like Disney Pixar, right? Um, so Luca, uh, Raya and the Last Dragon, all these different things that have come out. Frozen 2, which I've already crapped all over on this podcast. But I just have to say, these movies that are coming out share a couple things in common. First, they're breaking the mold of the fairy tale. It's not Dansel in Distress Princess meets Prince. Prince saves the day. Um, they're great stories that are empowering and really well done. Visually, they're beautiful. Music is getting fantastic. Um, and I might, you know, as sort of a hot take for pretty, there's there's none of them that I can't isolate one to say this is the one that did it for me because they're all individually good. Um, Heights, Hamilton, Moana, um, and then Encanto. But I'm getting a little bit over Lin-Manuel Miranda. Like, he keeps repeating the same things over and over again, and I'm getting a little bit over it. Like, I, I need him to take a sabbatical because it's too much. Again, I can't point to one and say this was the problem, but after a while, it starts to be so repetitive that when you're listening to it, you go, oh, crap, is this Lin-Manuel Miranda? And you pull out your phone, and you're like, yes, it's him again. So, watching Kanto, tell me what you think, but that's... It, there are some of the music. Some of the music is fantastic. The music of Colombia is fantastic in the movie. I loved it, but I'm starting to get over Lynn, and I think it's time for him to take a break. That's a bit of a hot take. Here's where I'm going with What's this. What's the story? Dr. K, just it's not. It's not really a story. I, I think. I think we've been clear. This is a long-winded hot hot time take <laughs> from Kevin. It's all, not, all but, Let me just distill this down. Kevin has recently watched Encanto and what Rob's gone wrong or something. Ron, Ron, Ron's, Ron's gone, Ron's gone and, wrong, and, and he's uh, over Lin Manuel Miranda. Kevin, continue. Thank you. That was a good. That was a really good summary. Um, one of the things that is is jumping out to me is the father of a son is that for a while we looked at the fathers and mothers of daughters and said Disney is offering these these children these young women horrible expectations and role models from these Disney stories because nothing is nothing is true it's all about Danzel in distress it's all about the prince shows up to save the day problematic and so they've started coming out with some stories like Frozen was really one of the first examples of the love that breaks the spell is between two sisters and not some guy that they just met and some girls. So it was like 
taking a deliberate shot at the rest of the Disney history. And it's awesome. I don't have a daughter. Not yet. Like to someday, maybe. Uh, I have a son. And I'm thinking about what I'm watching him watch from Disney. And when I look at the Disney library, like from an eagle's eye view, well, the I, don't men, think you can, I don't think you can get up that high to look at it. Oh, stop it. The <laughs> men are villains or princes. And, and what sort of dawned on me this week that I'm, I'm bringing to you today to sort of help me talk me through or talk me out of, I'm not sure that the princes aren't also almost exclusively problematic. Like, think through Disney princes. Give me some examples of ones that you think aren't problematic because i'm not sure there's a single one that i would point to my son and say this is a role model simba simba i mean i'm not saying you're saying role model but i mean like the growth of the character works i mean who's a who is a role model the whole time it's a bad movie if you're just like that person's perfect i mean that's true but so simba's a good example not a but not an infallible one. I see right? what you're saying. I don't. I think. I think Lion King is as often doesn't fit the mold because it's yeah. you know, lions, I, and human not, princes, uh, <laughs> yeah. and not you know Prince Eric and Prince so, Charming right. and Prince. So so and, let, let me run through a couple. Prince Prince Florian, right? Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs kisses a woman who's asleep that he's barely yeah. he's never ever met. Not okay. Prince Charming, okay, meets a woman one night and has. One dance with her, finds her slipper and says, I'm so infatuated with this female that I met that he basically shuts the kingdom down and has like dozens and hundreds of people searching for this one woman because he's spending money and resources and time for this. That is really not okay. Like if if one of our elected officials did that today, we'd be like, this is not okay. Prince Philip kisses a woman who's asleep. Not okay. Prince Adam. Philip Sleeping Beauty? Yeah, Phillips, Prince right. Adam, Beauty and the Beast, was just so much of a chosh that a, that he turned this woman away <laughs> who needed a place to stay and help, that she turned him into a beast. Not okay. Aladdin, a literal criminal. Okay, okay. Makes up I want to circle back to, to Beauty and the Beast here for a second. If a crazy and strange witch-looking woman knocks on your door right now, Kevin, said, I need a place to stay, are you going to let her in i like to think i'd do a lot more empathetic things than what prince adam did i would call uh, someone i would get her some help i wouldn't just sure shove her out the door who's he gonna call it's 1800s france <laughs> he had so much money have you seen his house okay let me move on aladdin literal thief okay john smith conqueror and barely a prince himself. I'm not sure if you and count Mel him. And Mel Gibson. And Mel Gibson. <laughs> okay. I mean, not okay. You don't have to talk about Princess. Prince Naveen was was also a twat. He was worse than Cusco yes. or Couscous, whoever we talked about. Couscous. That little rice guy. Okay. I mean. What? Prince uh, Eugene Fitzherbert from Tangled. Also a thief. Horrible human Do being. I, otherwise known as Flynn Rider. They're all terrible. They're all terrible. The closest one, the only character you could be like, this guy was a great guy, was Prince Eric. And he was like, oh, I, I think I really like this woman. Prince Why? Eric is because a whole she different doesn't, level of Because she doesn't talk. Yeah, she, no. I Prince like her Prince because Eric's she doesn't level. talk. And then the second some leggy 
dark-haired woman shows up. He's like, oh, I'm sorry. I don't know her anymore. Let me focus on this little person in front of me that I'm all about now. He's a two-timing uh, womanizer, okay? Every Disney prince is a problem. Talk me out of this. I think every person that is a Disney prince that is like starts royal and ends royal, sure, is a problem. To say Aladdin's characteristics are thievery, I think ignores and way too much. And deception ignores way too much of his circumstances and his his moral compass. He is, if there were an option to pick the most moral people to have this podcast and Aladdin and Flynn were on the table, Aladdin <laughs> would be our fourth host. Wait, and it's not even time. close. Flynn Ashley or Flynn Ryder? Both. Oh. Because okay. Aladdin was in many ways benevolent to his fellow downtrodden. Flynn Ryder was stealing for gain, not for survival. And his moral compass was only changed because of love. So let me push a, back on that a bit. Let me fine. push back on that a bit. The genie comes out of the lamp and says, you get three wishes. By the way, I'm an, I'm an imprisoned slave person. I can't control my own actions because I'm a part of this lamp. You have three wishes. Aladdin's like, cool. I'm going to use two. I'm going to keep treating you like a servant slave to me for two wishes, but I'll free you on the third. It'll be fine. Shouldn't someone who's actually self-righteous go, wait, excuse me? You're in this lamp your whole life. You're a servant to others your whole life, and you don't have that choice to make. Uh, you're free. Like, shouldn't that be what he does in that moment? Ke- Kevin, are you expecting everyone to be perfect? I'm expecting him to be a decent human being. I think there's there's so instead, many. Instead, instead of it's saying just, it's it's I, okay to I'm going to free you from slavery. Instead, he said, "Help me land this girl. I'm all up in." Like that's what he that's where he was. I love this girl who I met for five minutes. Who when she was also trying to steal some stuff, and I saved her. We ran away from some guards. Found out she's a princess. So not only is she cute, but she's got money. Help me become more attracted to her so I can land her. Then I'll free you from slavery. That's the guy you're like, oh, he's the model prince? I'm not saying he's a model prince. I'm saying he's better than Flynn Ryder. He's and better I than Flynn Ryder. And I think it ignores too many personality traits to call. Look, these movies are bad if every prince that comes in is just or pers- or love interest or anything is the best person ever. I think I think the closest you're looking for is Prince Hans. Who is again not a prince, not born a prince, just ends up one. I think that's the best you've got um, it, for by whatever. Kristoff, I'm Prince sorry. Han, Prince Hans was like the villain. Prince Hans right. is arguably the villain. Look, not even arguably. Look, it's is the Friday villain. night, guys, and we're doing a <laughs> podcast. Yeah, I, I think I think so. Uh, I think Kristoff is I who think I was Disney to, yes. is. I think Disney provides us with Kristoff. He's definitely not a prince, but he does become a what? He marries a, he marries a princess. Well, I think he, he marries a queen. Him. He's well, never a Disney she's, prince. She's princess until well, I guess he doesn't marry. You're not her you, you're not a prince queen. because you're dating a princess. You're a prince because Look, you're a prince. He he ends up royalty. I think that's the best. I mean, you got. what we learned in England is just because you marry the queen doesn't mean you become the king. You could become a duke. Husband True. of the Queen was no. the king. The husband Kevin, of Queen Elizabeth was you. not 
did not become the king of England. He became the Duke of Edinburgh. I think there's multiple titles. I don't want to get into that. He's not king. He's 100% not the king. Look, Pretty, you know uh, about Disney. Tell Kevin that his standards are being ridiculous and there are great male characters that display growth and that's what he should be harping to his son about. I think that's your that's your your key there you missed displaying growth. So it's finding those those princes or those uh, those figures who do make some kind of shift or change. Hercules makes a big shift and change, loses his ditches his hubris and his pride. Um, Tarzan, uh, huh. another. Oh, okay. I to okay? I'm not sure I agree. The, I switched to Johnny Drum, and it doesn't <laughs> taste as good as even when I didn't like it. The one that I was okay. going to bring up, though, sorry about that. The one I was going to bring up, Milo from uh, Atlantis, The Lost Empire. I thought we were going to go to Milo. Oh, you were going to bring up the thing that's barely a Disney movie? It is. How is that barely a Disney movie? It's a Disney movie. Is it? Is it? Look, we can, we, can, we can put it on at Disney Movie Marathon, but anyone that votes for it is probably getting kicked out. Here's, here's the thing, Kevin. Princes, especially when you have a heroine as your main character, are probably not going to... They're either tangential and not a part of it until the end, and you have the garbage fairy tales that we love to hate, uh, like Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, and all of that stuff. Or you end up with a bad person that becomes good, or a flawed character that can be developed and turn into something cool, or just like a, a atypical person who doesn't want any part of it, but both makes both, you know... Kristoff and Anna better. Flynn and Rapunzel both benefit from each other's presence, all that kind of stuff. So you create more complicated characters. I think that's what Disney's doing. And in doing that, they're getting rid of the prince trope, this all-knowing, kiss-loving prince that doesn't do anything else or that falls in love in a half a day. And they're turning it into a character that you that adults might enjoy, that becomes a better character. My sister said that they use Flynn Rider as a perfect example of just because you do something bad doesn't mean you aren't a good person. And they've actually used that for good lessons for my nieces. So, yeah, I mean, I appreciate it. It's the Robin Hood mentality a little bit. And I, and I think that great Prince, I'm there, but can you at least give me some, can you at least give me some semblance of agreement that, Disney has done a good job of sort of rewriting, like, like I, I don't think either of you have seen Kanto yet, but it's so good in the sense that it rewrites what the Disney movie is supposed to be, the way that a lot of these last couple ones, like Raya, have done. Um, we're doing it for the young women, and I love that. Like, I identify as a feminist. I want the most important thing they can do right now. They should keep doing it. I just also want, at some point, when it's the right time, you know, Luca which you said is Pixar, but Luca was a really good example of a young boy creating a friendship and being a really good role model, but he's not a Disney prince. And like, if I take my kid to Disney world, which I don't ever want to do, but <laughs> probably will, like, I don't want him to want to take a picture with Prince Florian or with all these other people. Well, I don't think you would I want that. him, I want him to think about, the characters that uh, that that were that mattered more, that were more formative in terms of how they are. Like I said before, I don't love Frozen Two. It's a la it's lazy writing, 
but who they turn Anna into when she says if you to Elsa if you don't want me to follow you into fire don't walk into fire like that's that's like what all siblings should feel like for their siblings that's empowering and for the the prince's equivalencies in Disney I'm like this is a bunch of hot garbage so I, I agree with the growth sentiment but um, we had time for me to tell a quick story and to ask for some feedback, yeah, and that's what I, that's what I wanted. That's what I wanted to hear. I about. think there's I think there's a qu- uh, just to I guess bring us full circle here. I think there's been just a, a fundamental 180 that Disney did, where it was like our bread and butter has always been uh, female leads, but oftentimes helpless female leads that are princesses that just get saved at the end of the day by this uh, all knowing, all powerful prince or whatever that comes in and they've just shifted to well we're going to keep the women as the main characters but now they're going to be awesome and it's a great shift and they should have done it but in doing that they don't make male characters that are great or whatever you're looking for so they're always going to be a secondary character and they shouldn't be a primary character and i think that disney's doing honestly a very good job and something they should have probably been doing from the start but um whatever you're looking for is like a role model for your son in a Disney movie. That's not what Disney movies are They're They are, have always been for the most part. I mean, watch sword in the stone, I guess, if you want that or Robin hood, there's some of them out there, but if you're looking for the stereotypical Disney movie, it's going to be a fairy tale and they're doing modern takes on fairy tales, which are the women are badasses and they should have been badasses the whole time. So stop looking for great male role models in movies that aren't about great male role models. Sure. 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 Makes sense. Makes sense. But, it, you know, like like I said, the takeaway is Disney's doing a really good job, and I like what they're doing, and they should keep doing it. Um, I just think there's been a lot of harping on the fact that Disney's... Um, the historical Disney movies don't do a good job of setting up their women, which is true. They also don't do a good job of setting up the men. And I think there's an opportunity for us to do better. Fair. Pretty? I think... An, uh, yeah. Um... I actually want to speak to a a side comment that Kevin made kind of at the top of his story time, um, how he is over Lin-Manuel Miranda. I was going to say, you've been holding Uh, this the whole time? (laughs) Yeah. So he's got a specific style. He very much like, um, like even like the late, great Stephen Sondheim. Uh, who just passed away? We got to do a whole segment on him. I'm already, I've already got the whole episode. We're talking about recent passing away. He is not the most recent pass away that we're going to discuss. Shout Stephen out Sondheim. To, I am not ready to, to talk White. about Betty White. I'm not ready to talk. Okay. About when well, you think right that now. you're going to jump the queue when Betty White's in the queue, you have got another thing coming. Pretty. I don't care how great of a musician this man was. Now I'm continue have... with your Land Manuel Miranda. Shout out to Betty White. No. Much love always. I just I just thank honestly just thank you for being a friend. Uh Pods, it should be noted that Kevin is visibly tearing up on the screen and a tear is now has, hitting his microphone. He has put the glasses which are fastened securely behind his neck with a cord around his neck now. Not true. They're dangling not down. True. He pulled them apart and put them back together down across his that neck. Isn't, that isn't and true. <laughs> he pulled the tissue out of his uh breast pocket. It's actually a handkerchief, that and is he is now dabbing his eyes with that, so um, that yeah. is the visual. Anyways, I don't even remember what I was saying anymore. 
Uh, Hope Camp, did you remember what were we supposed to do? Next? You were talking about Lin Manuel Miranda, and I think you had a good point. I just was not going to let you start talking about Stephen Sandheim with Sondheim. You get his name right. <laughs> oh God, damn it! Sorry, I was thinking of a subpar NHL defenseman. Go ahead. <laughs> I am heated now. We're doing that a whole other heated? segment right now. He just now. trashed Lin Manuel Miranda. That got you heated. Yeah, because like, I'm not okay. trashing Lin Manuel Miranda. All I, I heard all, was, all I was listen, is, he jumped into the garbage can, and I'm happy to see him there. Now, Pretty, what were you saying about it? I can't point to it. All I'm saying is when you listen to Encanto, you're like, this is cool, this is cool. Oh, it's another Lin song because he's doing it again. He's doing it yeah, too yeah. quickly. He's coming, up with, he's coming out with too much too quickly. Andrew Lloyd Webber came out with too much too quickly, and we ended up with Cats. Okay. It, it just keeps happening where brilliant composers keep getting hired because, oh, my gosh, they like having money. Money's great. Money buys happiness. And in this case, I'm just saying, I, I, I today at work, when I was at lunch, <laughs> created this. When you saw Flynn? Sp- no, no, that was, that was <laughs> a little bit later. Um, I created this Spotify playlist of recent songs from other things like Disney movies that I really liked, like uh, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2, like um, some of the songs from Moana, like some of the songs from Encanto. Like, like the, the, I watched the behind the scenes, how we, created the, you know, how we created the music for Encanto that he did. A lot of it's fantastic. I'm just saying it's becoming so easy to tell what he wrote and what he didn't. And I'm getting a little bit over it that I'm like, let someone else join the space for a little while and take a break so we can love you well, for you again. It's, it, it's, because, it's because he's got a very specific style and because he is a, a performer who likes to perform and, and does it very well, performs his own specific style quite well, that that's when it's like, okay, yes, you can tell. But like... Bobby, uh, Bobby Anderson Lopez and Krista, Kristen Anderson, Krista or Kristen Anderson Lopez, uh, the two of them who did all of the themes for WandaVision, did all of Frozen, um, they did like Book of Mormon and uh, all the Avenue Q, all these other shows. You can't necessarily like tell when it's them, but mm-hmm. they also, it's kind of them and Lynn that are kind of, you know, doing everything but, but that's the difference you can't tell when it's them when it's him that's you pick up your phone uh, and go this sounds like lynn was it him all right guys i hear everything you're saying this is a great nerd debate and we will let the people decide and i hope one of you guys goes to the punishment grid whenever you guys do have this lynn manuel miranda versus everybody that pretty mentioned it seems stacked because it's one v like 19 but uh, i the people asked for none of it so i'm gonna have to cut us off here I'm sorry, guys. We'll see you next week. Have a drink on us. Podcast is over. I also don't think he can sing. Uh, Lynn's <laughs> voice. Um, there's always someone who can sing better. I'm just saying. Chin with her Heights... Chin with her wind. Or Lynn. Chin with her wind. Oh, oh that, don't do that to me. But, but In the Heights film, greater than sign In the Heights original Broadway cast recording because Lynn is worse. Because he's not... He played Usnavi in the original cast. We're talking so long over the, the end credits now. How do you draw these out? It's got to be over by now, right? Yes. Goodbye. <laughs> hey, Flynn, oh, don't come good. back. That's all I have to say. <laughs> That's how long he's going to draw him out so I can say that. <laughs> good night. <laughs>